John Park and this is John Park's workshop. Uh, thanks for coming by. Thanks for joining me. Uh, hopefully everything is streaming just fine. I was seeing some weird uh, messages from YouTube claiming that the stream was uh, having an error occur. Please try again later. Uh, but then I hear evidence uh, over on Discord that it seems to be working. So weird, huh? Uh, let me know if you see any problems. Uh, we should be live on Twitch, Periscope, uh, Facebook, and the YouTube. I think the YouTube is healthy now. Uh, in fact, speaking of the chat, look, there's the Discord chat. If you are joining us from any of those places, uh, watching a video on any of those places, and you want to uh, join into the chat, then head on over to Discord. The Adafruit Discord is this right here. Uh, it's Adafruit dot it slash discord is our short url for getting uh, a free uh and easy invite to jump in and join in the conversation uh and uh with that i'll i'll move forward let's let's do the show huh uh so let's see it is a little hot here so i just closed the door to the shop and fired up the ac which uh means that i can't hear myself think it's so loud but apparently you guys don't hear it so you think i'm lying but the microphone doesn't pick up that that ac apparently that much which is great um i'm gonna tempt fate and push my mic level even just a little more because i can't stop fiddling with that uh but thank you see grover said that our, our voice levels are good so why am i messing with it i don't know uh so let's see, let's get going. We've got all kinds of good stuff today. Uh, first of all, I'll mention that we have a jobs board. If you are looking for work or if you want to uh, hire someone, then you uh, might want to head over to jobs.adafruit.com and check out the jobs board. Here's the, uh, the squished web version. If you go a little, you know, how when you go a little narrow, all of a sudden everything becomes vertical. That's it. That's the vertical version of the jobs board. And this is the available for hire uh, section. So you can go in here and take a look at some of these great uh, people and their skills that they have on offer. 
uh, and see if there isn't someone there that you could hire for something. You might have some work and uh, to get done, and, and someone in here could help you get it done. So uh, it doesn't cost anything. It's free uh, to sign up. It's free to post a position, and it's free to post your skills. Uh, all free, all the time. So go check it out. That's jobs.adafruit.com. Um, and uh, let's see. I also mention that... Uh, I am going to be running a show-and-tell after this show. Um, we had a show-and-tell last night. It was great. It was about an hour long. We had a bazillion people come on and show some really great projects. Um, I'm really intrigued. In fact, uh, M0, Mark0, I think Mark0 is uh, someone who came on and showed a little uh, flashing um, uh, a feather that flashes a, another chip on some uh, synthesizer clock modules that he's making and uh, I'd love to see more about that so in particular come on come on this show and tell after this one I'm, I might reach out but uh, we're open to all sorts of things this is gonna be at 2:30 today Pacific time so uh, about an hour after this show uh, it's 5:30 Eastern time come on and show the things you're working on we would love to see them uh, and if not I'll just uh, improvise and and um, chat at you about something. I'll find something on my desk and, and, and we'll talk about it. So um, those are all options, but come on by. Uh, I'll also mention that on Tuesdays, I run a show over on the Microsoft Make Code Twitch channel, and we also rebroadcast it to a bunch of Adafruit channels. Uh, and that's my hour-long Make Code. So if you like the Make Code Minute, this is a chance to see me do it uh, for 60 of those consecutively. And uh, last week, uh, or earlier this week, actually, in the last episode on Tuesday, I built a micro-bit uh, serial MIDI device that sent out uh, little melodies and things and chords uh, over serial to USB. So if, uh, if you want to go and learn more about that, you can go back and catch that episode. We have it posted, I think it's archived on the Microsoft Twitch, so go there, twitch.tv slash MS Make Code or any of the YouTube uh, video archives, uh, uh, any of the Adafruit, I should say, archives. Uh, go check that out. And now that brings us to my product pick of the week. And uh, as I want to do, this is a product that I'm going to use in my uh, workshop today and a little project we'll be working on. This is the uh, new Precut Heat Shrink Pack. This is really cool. This is a uh, a little box that you can get of pre-cut heat shrink in a bunch of different diameters and colors. And it's real convenient if you are doing a whole bunch of uh, wiring and you want to insulate some, uh, provide some insulation between wires uh, and, uh, and you're adding interconnects and that sort of thing. Or even if you're just using it for color coding. Um, it's probably no secret that I really can't stand electrical tape. Uh, it's good for one thing, which is using it in actual uh, sort of home wiring electrical tape situations where you can stretch it and use a ton of it and it actually clings to itself from being stretched. But it's a weird, gross adhesive that's terrible when you try to do small things. The adhesive is not stronger than, the, than its uh, desire to flex back out. I hate it. Um, maybe I'm just using the wrong electrical tape. But I know a lot of people use, use it for color coding, and I've done that myself. But when it's possible, uh, when, you, when you can get it onto a wire uh, and you don't have like giant ends, interconnects on either end or, uh, of a cable, I prefer heat shrink for color coding. So uh, there's, this, uh, there's this set, and I'll, I'll pop it up on the browser here. So if you head over to the, to the shop, there it is. It's 
280 pieces of pre-cut multicolored heat shrink. Uh, and it's all sorted nice for you. Those are pretty long pieces, so generally you can cut them in half or even smaller than that to get what you need out of it. Um, and uh, it'll cost you $9.95 US. So that's my product pick of the week, and I'll show you uh, in a second when I use that. Um, someone says, electrical tape makes good band-aids. All right. Uh, I've never used electrical tape for a band-aid. I've used uh, super glue, CA glue as a band-aid. Um, this is it. This is the little uh, set. Looks just like the picture, right? Um, so we'll, we'll grab some of that for our little project we're going to work on in the shop today. Uh, and that's my, my product pick. Let's see. What else does this, this bring us to? In fact, let me, let me pop into the chat. I want to see who's, who's using electrical tape for what. Who's mad at me for saying I don't like electrical tape? Um, see Grover says that the premium 3M tape let me pop up the, the chat here. The, the premium 3M electrical tape doesn't have the uh, thermal creep or aging issues. It's spendy stuff. Yeah, you know what? I have a roll still of some electrical tape that my dad gave me probably over 30 years ago, and it's still good. So that, that was some good stuff. Whatever brand that was, I should, I should check. It's thicker than the, the junky stuff I got at my hardware store. Um, all right. Ah, so there's been a Lars sighting. That's creepy. I didn't know Lars was up and about. Um, and uh, let's see. Does, what does that bring us to? Have I got... I'm trying to remember if I've got a gear report I wanted to talk about a gear report. I don't think so. I haven't, I haven't picked up any new weird um, vintage gear in a couple weeks, so I don't have anything I'm going to show. But I am doing... I'll be showing off some tools... Um, in, uh, in our project today. It's mostly kind of a tools and tips thing, so, so we'll see some, some gear. Um, one piece of gear, I'll give you a little a preview though. A piece of gear that I picked up uh, not too long ago that I'd like to do some sort of a, a retrofit project with is I got three, count them, three uh, DMX controlled spotlights. So these are theatrical uh, or stage spotlights that have um, a whole ton of range of motion, can, can move in all axes and point the spotlight from DMX control. I've never worked with DMX control other than like in a theater with, with proper um, boards that control it, but I've never tried to talk to it from Arduino or CircuitPython or that sort of thing. DMX is a um, a protocol sort of like MIDI in some ways. It's designed for theater lighting and it's, and it's used in a lot of other ways. But um, I, uh, I will, I think, get, uh, get some gear together so that I can drive those, those lights. In fact, I'll, I'll pick one up real quick so you can see these things are serious. Uh, this one I have, let's see, can I give you a, give you a camera view here? Uh, this one I've pulled the housing off of so I could look at how it works. That right there, that's a pretty serious light. Uh, I have a couple of those and uh, a spot as well as a wash. And those have um, controls for changing out uh, things like the... Oh, no, have I lost my camera again? Why do I keep... Oh, that's weird. I wonder if this... Uh... Hey, that's really strange. Are you seeing this? Wait, maybe I'm not looking at my the view I think I'm looking at. 
Wow, I have broken cameras all over again. What is on top of what? Something crazy going on there. Oh, huh, that's weird. I don't know what that layer thought it was doing. My um, streaming software is rebelling. Uh, anyway, yeah, those lights can do uh, change out different gobos and filters, so patterns and uh, color uh, gels, and uh, all with uh, small motors, small uh, steppers for the most part. So lots of cool stuff in there that I'm going to play with. So that's a, that's a mini gear report, um, but I need to learn some stuff about DMX. So if anyone in the chat has experience with DMX and wants to provide some guidance of, of uh, some Arduino shields to get or things to cobble together and attach to a feather, that sort of thing. Maybe uh, USB based, maybe not. Uh, that's what I'm up to. All right, now uh, let's see. How about we dive into the Make Code Minute? Let's get some uh, stuff set up here. One second, where'd my browser go? Wrong one. There we go. Let's put uh, a small me over to the side here. So uh, what I want to show today is a really cool extension in MakeCode Arcade that's called Status Bar. And the best way to demonstrate it is I'm going to pop open a full screen view here of my browser. And let me, let me go to a smaller uh, image there so you can see the full screen. Okay, so what you'll see here is I have a little uh, game that I've created. It doesn't do much right now, but I've got my little character. Uh, I've got an evil slug over here, or snail, or hermit crab. I don't know what that guy is. Uh, I've got a computer and I've got a little rug here. It looks kind of like a bed. And what you'll notice is that my character has a little hit point counter on top of her head. Uh, and as I contact this evil slug thing here, you'll notice my hit points are going down. Uh, and when they go all the way down, I'm just going to do a little camera shake. So I didn't cause the game to end or kill my character, but it's just to simulate some kind of an event is happening when we get that status bar empty. Um, and then what I've set up is a little status bar that's vertical on this rug here, which will refill me, but you'll notice that its status bar goes down. Uh, and then if I want to refill the status bar on that carpet, I'm just going to touch this computer terminal here like a hacker, and, and now I've got uh, that uh, refilled. So the nice thing is, is that this is a pretty uh, sophisticated behavior that would be a lot of blocks if you were trying to code yourself uh, using sprites and things. But by adding this status bar extension from the advanced extensions menu, you get all of these items that are built for creating a new status bar and setting its width and height, which determines its um, orientation, as well as what the status bar is for, things like health and magic and, and uh, hit points and other things. And then we have a whole bunch of blocks that are used for setting the value, changing the value. So I have right now an overlap block that, that reduces the value, for example. Um, the attachment of the status bars to different sprite characters or items, uh, as well as the minutia of how it's displayed, like colors and uh, stroke color. And then we have these events. These are the what happens to a status bar when uh, there's an overlap of some kind, or, or, a, uh, or rather, what happens to the status bar when it reaches a certain point. Um, so if you look at my uh, scene here, uh, let's 
open up, I'm gonna expand all my blocks and then reformat the code here. Uh, you'll see that I have a on status bar kind health zero uh, this, for this status, then the camera shake uh, is what occurs. So on my uh, character's health getting, getting down to zero, um, then we know we can run an event. So you can track things with these, sort of like um, metadata that's carried around on the characters, um, and do things like trigger the refill. So when I, when I cover up, uh, the character covers up or overlaps that computer sprite, then you can see I'm adjusting the uh, status bar value and the rug status bar value here, or the computer value tells the rug status bar value to go up. So uh, really cool for things like RPGs. Uh, and in fact, just to, to see it in, uh, in action, I've got it here running on my um, Pi Gamer. And you'll see, I know the colors are a little wonky. I'll, I'll tilt it to get it a little better. You can see my little status bar being carried around by my character. And I can fill it up there. Sorry about the focus there. Uh, so that is how you can add status bars to your game and uh, build all kinds of complex behavior that's really easy for the player to see. And that is your Make Code Minute. And I will say big uh, props to Joey on the Mako team who created that. And there's a great post in Arcade uh, uh, channel of the MakeCode forums. That's forum.makecode.com. This actually came out in April, towards the end of April, but I hadn't had a chance to check it out yet. Uh, Joey has a really great post that uh, talks all about uh, every little block and how it works sort of in, in uh, groupings of blocks. So uh, really nicely done. Very helpful if you're making games inside of MakeCode or even if you're doing uh, non-game things. It's really nice to have an uh, easy little bit of code wrapped up in these blocks that can uh, give you different statuses of things. Um, so, yeah, and I haven't tried it yet with things like, um, it'd be interesting to use things like a, a light sensor or a tilt sensor and use those little bars to show those, uh, those events. So I'm a, I'm a big fan of using Make Code Arcade as non-game stuff uh, as much as game stuff. Uh, and let's see, before we move on, let me pop back into the chat because uh, there's usually interesting things going on there that I, I then only see later. Um, let's see. <laughs> Some people are blaming Lars for my camera difficulties. It, it may be. I brought this on myself, probably. Uh, all right, now let's jump into the uh, game of the week section of our show. Uh, so I'm going to... One second, I'm going to bring up a different browser window here. Um, and for this one, I'll probably risk doing weird things to audio, but I'm going to have to turn up, turn up my, uh, my volume a bit for you to hear this as I, as I show it. So let's uh, pop open a window here, a little me there. Uh, and I can move this over so you can see it a little better. So this uh, game pick of the week is called Piano Tiles. Twinkle Twinkle Little Star version 1.1 is the one I'm looking at. Again, this is from forum.makecode.com. And uh, if you look at this, it is a essentially a rhythm uh, action game, like a Guitar Hero, that type of game, Rockstar, um, similar in some ways to some of the dance uh, games, like Dance Dance Revolution, in that when you play it, you're going to see 
um, arrow keys descending that represent what you have to do to make the current uh, proper note play. So it's all about timing. Um, and what I'll do is I'm going to turn up the volume here. Hopefully the echo isn't too bad. And play this. All right, uh, and then it continues, so you can, uh, let me stop the game there, so you can uh, try to get your high score uh, as you go through there. So you'll, you'll see, I uh, actually did pretty well, except for one case where I just, it was the same note, I knew that, and so I, I stopped uh, paying attention and just pressed the same uh, letter uh, twice in a row. Uh, hopefully you heard that. I'm going to check in on the chat. Could you hear, hear the gameplay? Uh, hope, hopefully you could. Um, if not, I'll encourage you to check it out yourself, but you can see what it does. Uh, and if we uh, take a look at the code here, um, I haven't had a chance to look that closely at it, but I would uh, recommend you do. It's, it's got, uh, the one thing I was looking at, it's got a nice mechanism for um, the event handling of pressing buttons. You'll see here on our uh, button presses of up, down, left, and right, these all call uh, different functions, uh, uh, not the up and not the A and B, but on the up, down, left, right. These call uh, functions that are specific to that note, so it knows what key you're pressing just by calling a, a function based on those, uh, and then it knows what to do based on which letter um, uh, it's expecting or which direction it's expecting at that moment. So, uh, very cool. Uh, a lot of fun you could have with that, and also uh, you could expand this, of course, by adding your own melodies to it, which would be interesting. So, um, take a look at how the uh, note arrays are handled, and you could create your own songs in there. Uh, and so that's my arcade game pick of the week. It's called Piano Tiles, Twinkle Twinkle Little Star version 1.1, and its author is Unsigned Arduino. Uh, go check it out. All right. Uh, let's see. I think that covers a bunch of our um, stuff I wanted to do before we get into the, the project itself. And uh, so what I want to do is build something on the show. I, wanna, uh, I often don't because we don't have enough time to, to do a full build from beginning to scratch. But... Uh, Today we kind of do, um, so let me show off. Uh, I'll head over, uh, hopefully the uh, camera will be kind to me, the camera switching. So I'm gonna preset it over here and let me step over to the workbench. And uh, I, I showed this off last night on the Adafruit Show and Tell. You know, let me turn one more light on just to help you see a little better. All right, two more lights. There we go. Maybe I can get those DMX lights going and <laughs> do a big flashing uh, spot show. So I showed this off on um, the show and tell last night. And what this is, is how to make your own do-it-yourself uh, coiled cables. So typical 
uh, USB cable is a short one, but you can see typical USB cable um, is straight. And for the novelty of it, for the most part, but also if you want a uh, if you want to shorten a cable, you can reduce quite a bit of its length using a coil, and then you can still get get some play out of that by stretching uh, stretching it out. And uh, these coil cables will return. Uh, not as well as a, as a professionally made, factory made uh, spiral or coiled cable, but not bad. It works pretty well. Um, so I've done this a couple times. I've, I've done it to some uh, heat shrink uh, or rather uh, fabric wrapped cable. Uh, this is one of the first ones I did. This is a USB cable. I did this a, a couple years ago, I think. And it's held up pretty well. Um, you'll see this is really popular in the mechanical keyboard, the custom mechanical keyboard or boutique mechanical keyboard community uh, where people make custom cables. They use these uh, uh, aviation interconnects like a DIN cable to, to plug two halves of them together for no reason other than it looks cool. Uh, they're DIY cables, so they have to use some sort of a DIY cable end and heat shrink. Um, but I'm not going that far with these. I'll, I'll do a sort of a version of that. But, uh, but really what I just want to show you is how you can make your own coiled cable. Uh, and what this is really depending on is most of these cables are wrapped in a PVC, uh, polyvinyl chloride plastic, which is a thermoforming plastic, which means it will, um, the, the structure of the plastic will develop a memory for a shape if it's heated up and cooled in that shape. Um, so you can thermoform that uh, outer coating by setting it to whatever you want. If you want to just put a bunch of crazy kinks in it, you could do that too. Bend it and heat it and it'll never straighten out. Um, but uh, that's, that's how that works and that's pretty much uh, the majority of your cables. You will find some really floppy cables. I have this, um, there's a soldering iron cable I have here for this USB soldering iron and this I doubt would uh, thermoform because it's a uh, really floppy silicone cable. It may have PVC inside of it around individual strands, I don't know, but uh, this is a bad candidate for that. But uh, any typical um, sort of cheaper type of USB cable that isn't fancy is gonna, gonna have that PVC um, covering on it. So uh, here's the method. Uh, what, what you'll wanna do is grab a dowel. Um, I've used brass tubing before, which I think gets better even heating on the inside of it, but uh, I found wood works just as well and you're more likely to have it. Uh, and depending on the diameter, you can get a tighter uh, coil or a, or a bigger coil, looser coil. Um, so this one here was done on this larger dowel. Uh, this new one I did last night was on this smaller dowel and I like the look of that one a lot. So that's how I'm gonna do that. So let's um, zoom out just a little bit. Um, and here you can see, this is a good example of why you'd use this. I have this little, uh, remember my little Kibo uh, keypad that I made with uh, Itsy Bitsy. Um, I just wanted that plugged a short distance into a hub on my desktop and to set this next to my keyboard. And so uh, this gives it a kind of a nice uh, look. It also uh, tends to not get as, as, as sort of um, messy as, as these uh, straight cables. I find that these are a little easier to, to keep from getting tangled up in each other. Maybe that's counterintuitive, but I, that's, I found that to be the case. Um, so here's how we'll, how we'll do one. I'll, um, I'll use this short, let's see, is that a, that feels like maybe that's a, a good candidate um, plastic 
wise. Let me just make sure I don't have a better. Yeah, this might be a better one. This, that one feels a little little fancy-ish, but this is your, your really typical uh, inexpensive PVC cable. So um, the first thing you'll do is pick an end, and you need to affix it uh, to your dowel. And what I like to use is zip ties. Uh, you can use tape for this, but then you're going to have some tape um, residue to contend with later. Um, and so what I'll do is I'll take typical zip tie like this. Decide how much of this you want uh, straight. So you're going to have coil starting at some point. How, how much of this do you want straight and where? Um, so we'll, we'll go uh, maybe about there. And I'll just zip tie that tightly, really tightly. Uh, we'll cut it off later. And if, you, if you're trying to be very precise about that, you could put a second one a little higher up to hold that very straight so it doesn't end up with a, a little flop in it. But I won't, I won't go that far. So, uh, And now what I'll do is I'll, I'll cut off that extra bit of zip tie just to keep it from getting in the way when we coil it. Um, and I don't have a real particular uh, preference for left-hand or right-hand coils, so whichever you want. Uh, and then we're just going to really tightly coil this. Uh, and so you want to get, I can, you know what, I can zoom even further in here. There we go. Uh, you want to get that really good and tight. And uh, that zip tie helps. It gives you something for, for it to uh, not loosen from this direction. And the better job you do of this coiling, the nicer it's going to look in the end, so you just don't want any space in there. Um, you also can do just part of it coiled. So you can say, uh, and for some reason I see this a lot in the mechanical keyboards, they'll, they'll do uh, a short free end that goes into the keyboard, then they'll do a coil, uh, and then they'll leave a longer tail to head back fishing behind their computer or whatever. So uh, I say they, but I'm kind of becoming one of those mechanical keyboard fetishists to some degree. Um, so, in fact, let's do this one like that. So I'll, I'll, I'll go a short end, a coil, and then a long uncoiled end, uh, just because I haven't done that before. So with that, I'm going to pull a little bit and make sure it's really good and tight. And then I'm going to grab another zip tie. And you can, uh, I don't think it matters too much to me where I put this, but you can try to match which side of the um, dowel the, the this straight part is going to be, if you like. Okay, so I'm going to yank that good and hard. And uh, here I'll, I'll demonstrate keeping it with a second uh, zip tie here. And so like I said, the, the key thing to this uh, is that we're thermoforming it. So we want to get it softened, hot, hot and softened. And so we're going to use a heat gun for that. Um, you can probably get away with a, a hair dryer if it's got a pretty good high temperature to it. Um, better is a, a heat gun, so that's what I'm going to use. Um, and this can be just a, an inexpensive uh, heat gun from the hardware store, uh, like this type here. And uh, some of these you, you can just set. Uh, on your workbench, so it does. It has air vents on the sides, not on the bottom, for, for drawing up the air. I think. I 
think that's where the vents are. It's not on the back. Uh, so it's safe to do this. I just don't want to heat my camera up above me or my face too much, so I'll be a little bit careful, but I don't think it's going to go that high up. Uh, and then what we're going to do is kind of keep our hands out of the way, and we want to heat it for anywhere from two to five minutes, uh, keeping it moving and not so close that it starts to melt. So I'm going to uh, take a take a good look at that surface and, and make sure it doesn't get overly shiny if I'm, if I'm heating it up too much. Um, so here we go. Oh, we got to keep this from sliding. There we go. It's good to do this in a ventilated area because the uh, fumes are not super healthy coming off of PVC plastic when it gets hot. Don't burn it. I can't uh, speed this up any in editing because I want to make it real, so we're just going to get a couple of minutes of... And you can see you could batch this up if you had a few to do on a long dowel um, or, or a series of them. But it's a satisfying, fun project that you can just do one-offs. You can also find colored cables to start with. Um, one thing that's popular, especially if you're doing a DIY cable, uh, is to slide some uh, either paracord or other sheathing. Uh, so remove the core from some paracord and use that uh, external sheathing to give it a particular color. And again, anything that you're going to be heating up, you'll need to be a little bit careful. It doesn't uh, have a lower melting point than the PVC here because that's really what's going to hold the position of it. One thing you can do too is just put your hand near it to see if it's radiating heat off of it, which uh, is a good sign that it's collected some heat. I've also been told, and I haven't tried this yet, I won't try it today, but I've been told that another um, effective way to get a better coil is to reverse the direction of the coil after you've formed it once. So I think you heat it and cool it and then you untwist it ideally with something like a drill uh, and twist it the other direction. And then it coils in on itself and makes a tighter coil. Um, I, I feel like that is going to make a mess when I try to do it, but everyone swears by it. So. All right, we'll hope that that was enough. Um, and now what your options are here is you can leave it uh, overnight. You can uh, try to quench it in something like ice water or put it in your freezer. Um, what I like to do, I've shown this tip before. I use this tip with hot glue a lot. If you uh, take a typical air dusting can, this one's mo almost empty, but I have a second one, uh, and turn it upside down, you will spew some super cold uh, gas, almost a liquid and a gas at something. So here we go. I'm going to...
cool this off super quick like you might even see some frost developing there. Don't get that on your skin. That stuff is cold. Okay. Uh, that feels very cold. Yeah, I don't feel any residual heat in there, so that's a good sign. Um, so that should have formed. Now, what? Uh, another thing you can do is go through the process a second time. I've heard that works well to uh, get a really tight coil that returns to its position. You can um, reheat this, recool it, and, and go through the process twice. Uh, I'm not patient enough for that, so I'm now going to carefully cut off my zip ties. And now what I'm going to do is just try to work this uh, coil just a little bit. I don't want to stretch it much, but I, I do want to separate the coils from their neighbors because they'll, they'll kind of stick to each other a little bit. So we're getting it off of the rod here, and we're also stretching it. And then we can pull the, the dowel out. And now we have a super cool, let's, uh, there's some that are stuck together there a little bit. Super cool little custom coil there. Um, let's zoom out on that just a little bit. very fancy and that's the only cable I've got like that so another um, thing that I like about this is that I have a lot like like many of you probably watching I have a lot of USB cables particularly a lot of just these regular black uh, USB micro to USB a cables and so to differentiate from them when things are plugged in uh, it's nice for them to be unique in some way. So uh, one start to that is just having some, but not all your cables uh, coiled, some straight, uh, you know, any differences help. Um, another uh, thing you can do is, like I said, some color coding with heat shrink. So um, even in a case where you're not doing custom ends, you can often uh, still fit a piece of heat shrink over the ends. So let's, um, let's grab, how about uh, blue for this? So this is uh, that heat shrink from that, that uh, Adafruit pack that I was just mentioning. It's, I think, just about large enough to fit over this end. I don't think it's going to go far up that end, but it will go a little ways up it. So um, one thing, I should have done this before I coiled it. I forgot that step. Uh, in this case, it may still make it over that uh, coil. The diameter might be big enough, or you could spiral it through. Um, so let's, let's first just see, will it make it uh, down that spiral? I think it's not going to make it over the spiral. Maybe. Will it? No, it's just, just perfectly not going to. Okay, so I'll leave this one at this end, uh, and then I'll see what we can do on the other end. Maybe slide a piece down it. Uh, so don't forget that. Put that on first. So uh, now all you can, uh, all you need is your heat gun again um, to heat that up. I'll use a lower setting. 
Okay, and then let's see what we can do on this other end. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's going to fit on there. So I'm going to try. This doesn't always work very well. I'm going to try to cut a small piece and stretch it a little bit. Um, and one way you can stretch it is put it on your scissors and try to open them. And what I want to do is see if I can stretch it just enough that it'll fit over that um, coil. This stuff doesn't really stretch much, but let's see if we get lucky. Oh yeah, okay. So now that'll fit past that enough. Uh, to get onto here a little ways, and that's fine. I'm not going to make it up onto the there, but with uh, with the heat gun, you should be able to. There we go. Now we have a custom cable with some color coded ends, which is very helpful. And uh, this is this sort of sporty. Uh, Partly coiled, partly not coiled. I don't know why, but there it is. Um, and let's see. Uh, yeah, you know what? We're just about out of time. I'll say you can do this with cables other than USB. I, I have um, here I prepared uh, just a little um, uh, probe clip uh, type of cable. It has a multi-core um, stranded wire with PVC uh, plastic coating, and I've covered it with some uh, paracord. I put a little heat shrink here, and so again, we can clip that in. I won't go, go for the full thing here, but you can see that if we coil that up, tighten that, get a nice tight coil as you're going. Um, this this uh, sheathing, I think, kind of likes, and this type of wire likes to hold the form, so I haven't heated it yet, but you can see that's the potentially what, what we can get, a look we can get, or you can get the really tight, uh, tight form from that. Um, so there's a bunch of options with what you can do uh, doing your custom coiled cables. And uh, I've got one more little kink to work out there. There we go. Now they're all separate. I like that look there. And it reminds me of uh, using the hallway phone or kitchen phone when I was a kid. So there you go, spirally cables. What's old is new again. All right, let me step back over to the workbench here and oh good my cameras are, are agreeing with me again which is nice uh, so let me know if you have any um, tips or tricks or thoughts about that in uh, in the chat we'll, we'll pull up the uh, the discord chat again for a minute before we call it a day um, let's see <laughs> someone said station 240 says that's the nature of heat shrink left to last, and then you go, oh, I screwed it up. Yep, all the time. <laughs> very, very easy to forget your heat shrink wanted to go on before everything else. Um, all right. Uh, good, well, thank you all for, for stopping by and hanging out. I hope you enjoyed that. I will, um, uh, I didn't do a uh, big project this week because I'm working on preparing for Adabox. We have Adabox 15 shipping soon, so I'm uh, busy at work on some uh, Adabox related things. I uh, just put out the Lucio 2020 guide. It just came out uh, day before yesterday, I think, uh, and or maybe yesterday. And now I'll be 
writing up a guide for the um, Clue MIDI BLE device uh, that I showed last time, so I'm writing up a guide for that. And uh, then I will uh, be getting back to our regularly scheduled uh, projects next week. Um, so thank you all for, for coming by. For Adafruit Industries, I'm John Park. This has been John Park's workshop, and I will see you next time. Bye-bye.